0: Okay, that is one of my favorites. That was Lissy doing Lady Gaga's Bad Romance, and she's going to be joining us at 9.45. I put some information about her up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and she actually has a new album out uh, in April, And it's called When I'm Alone, The Piano Retrospective. And like I said, she'll be joining us at 9.45. So we'll take a little break. Looks like my 9.30 guest uh, had a little scheduling conflict, so we'll reschedule her. So we'll listen to uh, a couple more songs, and then we'll uh, take off at 9.45 with Lissy. All right, standing by, Lissy has just called in, and I'm looking forward to chatting with her. Good morning, Lissy. Good morning. I've been playing a lot of your songs all morning, and I'm going to save this one, When I'm Alone, uh, when we we wrap at the end of the segment. So, um, tell me, before we get into where you are now, tell me your backstory as a singer-songwriter when you first got started.
1: Yeah, I mean, long story short, I grew up in a place called Rock Island, Illinois, um, and I started just singing as far back as I can remember. I was always singing um, and then kind of started teaching myself guitar in high school. And I'd always, like, made up songs, you know, as a kid, but really started in earnest, like, trying to craft songs using a guitar and learning chords um, as a teenager and pretty much just have been doing it ever since.
0: Do you feel like as a teen, because, you know, being a teenager is tough, Like music really helped you through you know, what I call funks, ups and downs of life?
1: Absolutely. I mean, then and, and now and always, I think being able to like sing, I was I'm in the car right now on my way to Fargo with a uh, uh, group, Roscoe and Etta, and we were just talking yesterday about how like just the vibration in your chest is so like a singing is so like soothing sometimes. Yes, so yes. music and singing was always just this way of like kind of soothing myself and being able to write songs about the things I was going through and sort of put them out there and process them, yeaah, was definitely very helpful in, in navigating kind of some challenging times and definitely hormones of being a teenager yes, and stuff. It definitely. was
0: a, a good, good thing to have. I think it's such a gift. And also when you tap into your creativity and you're just very open and you try to be not so judgmental and harsh on yourself. I'm sure it's not easy, but tapping into your creativity and seeing where it goes is an amazing feeling. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think, you know. Not not needing there to be a, a definite outcome but just treating each each time I go to write a song, you know, of course in the back of your head you are thinking sometimes, Well like is this gonna get on the radio? But right. rather than think that way, you know, be more like, you know, is this gonna help me feel like I've made more sense of a situation that I'm in and it gives me a little bit of release then yes. uh that creative process is so can be so therapeutic.
0: What What is your creative process like? Like, do, you, do song ideas just come to you at different moments?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, as, as my life has changed or as I've gotten older or, you know, circumstances in my life have developed, I mean, it's always kind of shifting. I'm used to, maybe earlier on in my career, was a little more deliberate about, you know, co-writing and... Preparing to, like, make an album And being on more of a deadline And, uh you know, luckily I had a lot of stuff in my personal life That was, like, good fodder for songwriting um, But more of, more of late I feel like I, I'm not I'm a little more flexible and loose Than how it feels So if I, you know, just last night I had two two totally, like, different Melodic, sort of lyrical things Just sort of pop in my head As I was warming up my voice Getting ready for the show Wow um, and, you know, then I put it in my phone, and then maybe at some point when I'm home and I have some time on my hands, I'll probably go through all my voice memos and try to sort of tease out what, you know, yes. what, what maybe the ideas are and, and try and build on them, or I do a lot of writing with other people. Sometimes I'll take those little nuggets of ideas to others, and they'll maybe give me some perspective that'll help me to, like, finish finish a song.
0: I love that. Um, but, Yeah. Tell me about um, your band. How did you guys all come together? Is it hard to develop this synergy?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I've had through the years, I've had a few different bands. I I left California. I lived there for twelve years. Um, in twenty fifteen, I moved. So my band of a long time, who were like family, mm-hmm. um, I actually we amicably kind of parted ways in terms of playing because I was moving back to Iowa. I, I moved back to Iowa and I bought this farm in northeast Iowa. Um, so uh, now I have a band that's all based in Minneapolis because oh. Minneapolis is about two and a half hours north of me. So last year um, I started playing with this wonderful group of you know Minnesota artists and um, and and they are they're incredible and they've done a great job like learning all my songs and uh, so I've been more on the road with them and then actually I have another band that I play with in the UK. So I have I have a lot wow. of bands and I have a Norwegian band.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, how do you make yeah. that work? First, you drive two and a half hours for the one band, and then how do you perform with the other groups that are all over? It's just you got to kind
1: of coordinate it. Um, a lot of times, the Minneapolis band, they'll kind of get together without me, mm-hmm. and then once they all feel comfortable with the songs, then um, they'll, uh, you know, once they all feel comfortable with the songs, then I will join them, and we'll run through everything a few times, and you know, so I'll pop up to Minneapolis. It's a great city. You know, maybe get an Airbnb. Yes. Have some dinner. Nice. Um, and then we set out on tour. And like, you know, I'm I'm doing this piano vocal kind of album that's coming out, and I'm doing a tour in Norway with that. So like, my British British piano players joining me. So I'll like go to London. We'll rehearse. We'll go to Norway and play some shows. Beautiful. So it's just a lot of. A lot of scheduling and coordinating, you know, and making sure that we get the time to run through the songs that we need. But I think that there's something really fun for me about, you know, each group I play with or each person I play with adds their own personality, so like you know, maybe there's not as much consistency but I hope it's fun for the audience because sometimes I'm solo, sometimes I'm with this band.
0: Yeah. I think I'm it's great. that band. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets dull. Right. So I heard that you purchased 50 acres in northeastern Iowa. How did that come about? And you're, you're a big gardener?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it's, I mean, it's actually 47.7, but I do round up. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Black Island, Illinois, which is just across the Mississippi River from Iowa. So it kind of feels to me in ways like it's sort of you know, I spent just as much time in Iowa, I feel like, as I did in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And when I would drive, I, I grew up in a city, a small city. And when I would drive, um, you know, around, like, the Iowa countryside or the Illinois countryside, I just always had this romantic idea of, like, oh, someday I want to have a farm in Iowa. And, um, and there you there know, I are. love being outdoors. I love nature. I love gardening. I love, you know, all all those things that <laughs> having a farm in Iowa Afford. So yes. in 2015, I just sort of was like, now's as good a time as any. And, and you I that. missed the Midwest, and my family's all still, you know, back here. So yeah, I just like it's time to, time to do it. And I started with 10 acres and like a house and fixed up the house, and then I got another 37 acres.
0: Amazing. After. But you know, there's something, you're in a tough industry, and you travel, and so it's probably amazing, and it's a great feeling to come home to all this property, and just a sense of nature, and it's grounding. It definitely
1: is, and you know, it depends on, uh, to be honest, there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? It's <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of coordinating, you know, I, it, it sounds like I'm out there doing it all myself, but I I really, I I have so many people in my community, in my neighborhood that, you know, are helpful to me, that I coordinate with, I um, rent out my acreage um, to another farmer, and, you know, I have people who are kind of in the mix, who I definitely rely heavily on to, like, help, because I'm basically always on tour, so.
0: Sure. No, it makes sense. So, uh, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And um, how do you stay, I mean, obviously you said you're into gardening, but what do you do to take care of yourself when you are on the road, when you are traveling, um, that's not musical?
1: Um, you know, I really, its it sounds kind of maybe dorky, I don't know, but I really love the TV show The Office. Oh, yeah. And I've been re-watching it for about four years now. Every time it ends, I just kind of end up restarting it. That's great. Uh, and it just is very, co- like, calming and comforting. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of... I kind of always have it on like in the background, like if I'm in a hotel or I'm backstage and I've got some time to kill, I just kind of like having it on in the background because it always just makes me laugh That's no matter fair. how many times I've seen it. <laughs> it's like kind of my thing. Um, awesome. But, you know, I try to get in a little exercise, find some good food, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go for a walk.
0: That's awesome. So what? tell me about your latest album, When I'm Alone, the piano retrospective. How did that all come about?
1: Yeah, so uh, When I'm Alone, The Piano Retrospective It's this piano vocal album That's like, you know, reinterpretations Or versions of my existing songs Over the last decade That are these just beautiful, like, piano pieces That, you know, I'm I'm just singing with So it's very spare and open A little raw Um, And that comes out in April And part of the reason I wanted to do it Was um, that last year I was promoting My newest album, Castles Which came out in March And in promoting it, was doing kind of these showcases with um, my British band piano player friend. And it was like, you know, this really works. Like, reinterpreting these songs as these, like, piano ballads actually, you know, like, it's really freeing. And it also kind of, like, gives me this opportunity to, like, kind of reflect on, like, writing these songs and the relationship I've had with these songs over the years, whether with a band or with a guitar. Like, you know, it gives me kind of this, way to kind of reflect after 10 years of you know writing and putting out these albums like just like hey it'd be fun to record this so it wasn't like this big to do it was just like let's find time and i and and get these songs down and and make a collection and give them put them out so people can hear them if they're interested
0: so that comes out april 5th Yep, that's right Uh, I just played uh, your version of Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. Wow. What was it like doing that?
1: Um, Yeah, thank you. It was fun. I mean, it's again, like, kind of a theme with me is I tried, nothing's ever really too big of a to-do or Mm -hmm. overthought. It was like, I was with my band, this was back in 2010, um, and the idea was like, let's do some covers, and that song is just like so fun, and it was always stuck in my head, and it's come out not too long before we, we took a whack at it. And actually, the recording of it, it was like, you know, my band and I had literally learned it maybe like 20 minutes before we're just like, okay, we really? you know it, let's go for it. And uh, I think that that's, that's kind of fun. I do that a lot where you're a little wobbly, you don't quite know what's going to happen, and yeah. I think it ends up making it better than if it was perfect. So because yeah.
0: you're not overthinking. Right. Yeah.
1: There's something about the pressure in, of like not screwing it up that I think just adds like a little bit of extra zest or something, for lack of a better word.
0: It was so good. I loved it. So we're going to ra- wrap by listening to When I'm Alone. Um, where can people find out more about you?
1: Uh, Lissy.com, L-I-S-S-I-E. That will kind of give you my, um, my catalog of songs and videos and albums and social media and all that jazz will be on there. Um, so, yeah, I'm Lissy Music on Instagram, and, uh, yeah, you can, basically, if I'm on Facebook, okay. Lissy Music, all the, all the places, all the sites, and on Spotify, and, uh, you know, wherever people get their music online, I'm not too hard to find.
0: And I know you're probably not in a big rush to come back to L.A., but if you do, let me know. Yeah, for sure, I'm actually, I'm playing
1: in L.A. on May 3rd at Largo, um, wow. doing my piano vocal tour, so. Maybe I'll see some of you there. Maybe I'll see you
0: then. Excellent. I would love it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Janine. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too, Lizzie. But take care. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. All right. We're going to wrap this segment with Lizzie by listening to When I'm Alone, and then Sheldon Abbott will take over. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.